Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Italian Wine Podcast, as Wine to Wine 2020 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions chosen to highlight key themes and ideas and recorded during the two-day event held on November 23rd and 24th, 2020. Wine to Wine 2020 represented the first ever fully digital edition of the Business to Business Forum. Visit winetowine.net and make sure to attend future editions of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Welcome to Wine to Wine 2020 and the future of wine education with Ian Harris, Chief Executive of the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, a benchmark in wine education. Ian enhanced the Trust's global reach, narrowing gaps between wine professionals and wine consumers. Her Majesty the Queen bestowed Ian the prestigious honour of MBE, or Outstanding Achievement and Service. Questions for Ian can be submitted online. Ian, over to you. Monty, thank you so much. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here at the at the Wine to Wine Business Forum. I'm just sorry I can't be there in person with a glass of wine in our hands. I'm sure we're all sad that we can't uh, we can't meet face to face. But uh, thank you very much for inviting me to make this presentation. And what I want to look at is what's next for wine education. As you very kindly said, Monty, I've, I've had 18 years running the WCT and, and we have become the benchmark for wine education and qualifications around the world, not just for the industry that we were set up to serve back in 1969, but also for consumers who want to learn more about this fascinating subject, which has been my life for for over four decades. Uh, so I'm going to want, I'm going to look at three questions when it comes to wine education. The first is how has the delivery of wine education changed over the years, um, and then I'll look at how the last six months have shaped the future, and then why wine education is more important than ever. And looking back at the history and how the delivery of wine education has changed over the years, really the, the clue is in the photo on the on the left-hand side of the screen. And the, that book there is called In Vino Veritas. And that is the first, the first documented view of education for the global industry. And it was written by a gentleman called old Andre Simon, who is in the picture there. And this was written before the First World War. So formal wine education has actually been around for um, over 100 years. And when it comes to global delivery of wine education, it started off mostly with trade associations who understood the benefits of training. And um, I'm, here's just an illustration uh, to show that the WSET back in 1969 was born out of the Wine and Spirit Association of Great Britain, who prior to the foundation of the WCT had, had been running courses. Um, so what you've got on the left-hand side is the last certificate that was produced by the Wine and Spirit Association. And then I just thought I'd brag a bit, uh, and as well as uh, the very kind words Monty said about being recognised by uh, Her Majesty the Queen for services to the wine and spirit industry, I thought I'd, I do actually know something about it as well. So I passed the WCT diploma back in 1980. However, that was a time when if you knew about Bordeaux, Burgundy, Italy, Port and Sherry, that, was that would pretty much get you through the examination. 
But of course, the world has changed, not just since André Simon ran those first courses back in the First World War day, but also uh, in more recent years. Uh, so I think it's a good idea to just take a look at um, formal wine education and how that's evolved. So the um, the Institute of Masters of Wine was founded in 1953, and then the WSET was founded in 1969 by the same organization that set up the Institute of Masters of Wine with the idea that the WSET would provide the stepping stones up to the level of MW for anybody wanting the knowledge to then be able to get on to the Master of Wine qualification and join the Institute of Masters of Wine. So that was back in 1969. Uh, and Totally coincidentally, 1969 was also the year when the Guild of Sommeliers was founded, and that then morphed into what we now know as the Court of Master Sommeliers, which is a worldwide organization. And at the same time, there were sommelier associations all over the world doing education from a perspective of the of the sommelier and and particularly the hospitality sector. So um, in Italy, for example, um, I, I stand to be corrected by anybody who's listening to this session, but I know that there are over 18 different sommelier associations delivering education just in the Italian market. Uh, but it's not, just, it's not just a UK thing, uh, because in 1977, that was also the year that the Society of Wine Educators was founded, and that's 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 um, another organisation based in the states, uh, which is dedicated to wine education. And then, if we take from the turn of the millennium onwards, we see a real shift. And from two thousand five onwards, there was a real shift into focusing on different and specific areas of the world. So, organisations like the Wine Scholar Guild started. Uh, generic bodies such as the um, Bordeaux Wines started their own school called L'Ecole du Vin de Bordeaux. And moving into the new world, um, Wine Australia also put a real focus on education. And there's a good reason why there's a focus on education, which I'll come to when it comes to answering that third question on why wine education is important. Uh, and we've also got, and you can see in the bottom right-hand corner of that screen, a lot of people getting involved in education, not just on a formal basis like ourselves, but podcasts happening all over the world about particular items of the wine trade, which might be of interest to consumers. But the main thing that's happened really over the last um, certainly 50 years, and the clue here is in the title, is that the whole world wants to know more about wine. So it's not just restricted to those countries that are the big producing countries. The whole world wants to know about wine. Uh, and the WCT has grown from being a UK-centric organisation back in 1969 to an organisation that now operates in 75 different countries around the world. And when you look at the places that are doing the most wine education, you would be very surprised, but maybe not surprised, to see that China is up there as the biggest region for us. Uh, and certainly if you told me 20 years ago when I joined the WSET that China would be a big market for us, then I would have, I would, I would have, I would have wondered what you're talking about. But actually China is uh, one of our biggest markets, as is North America. Uh, so the world has changed and the world wants to know more about wine. And the wine market is evolving, not just in terms of consumption, but also 
in terms of production. And that also brings into question the importance of wine education. And I, I just um, reproduced this by kind permission of Jancis Robinson, which just shows over the last 20 years what's happened in terms of wine consumption. So the, the big two markets of France and Italy, which still um, rank incredibly highly in terms of production, uh, the consumption in Italy and in France is is going going down as a percentage of, of the, the world's total. But that doesn't mean that education uh, is is unimportant. If anything, education becomes more important when producers in big producing countries like France and Italy are looking to export their wines and to compete on the global stage against other countries which are producing wine. And interestingly, those two countries which I just highlighted, Italy and France, are WCT's fastest growing markets at the moment for students. Um, in Italy last year, we had well over a thousand students. Uh, and in France, it was near 5,000. So big markets as far as the WCT is concerned. So that's a bit of a look at what's um, happened in terms of wine education. Now, the last six months, of course, have been six months, which I certainly don't want to have to relive. So I'm now going to address the question of how are the last six months shaping the future of wine education? And again, the clue here is in the picture on the left hand side of this slide. Uh, and actually, the, the world has moved online and the world has moved online, not just in terms of wine education or indeed in education in general. But because of the necessity of having to stay at home, not being able to get out as much as we would like, the world is going online. And that's exactly what is happening with wine education. And it is having it's having some very good benefits for the wine consumer. But it is changing the landscape in which educators such as ourselves operate. So basically, if you look at what's happened in the last six months, there's this thing called coronavirus and it hits wine education very hard. WCT runs courses all around the world. So we've got over 800 centers dotted around the world. China, as I said a few slides ago, is now one of our top three markets alongside the USA and the UK where we were founded 50 years ago. But what happened in, in February was that we'd all heard about this flu-like virus that had hit Wuhan in China. And actually, our student numbers in China collapsed in February. In China, we should have been doing 2,000 students a month just in mainland China. And in February, just after Chinese New Year, that dwindled to absolutely zero. And then, of course, in March, the coronavirus hit the rest of the world. And that's where it really hit markets which were running courses on a face-to-face -face basis. So what happened March, April, May was that our student numbers dwindled because 90% of our students take their courses in a physical environment, followed by an exam again in a physical environment. So the low points were April and May, but we did rebound in June and July. And the reason for that was because we introduced the ability not just to do WSET courses online, so to do the education online, something which we'd, we'd been doing for over a decade, but also the ability to do an examination online to gain the world-renowned qualification, which is a WSET accreditation at different levels. So we introduced, uh, we, we, we fast-tracked our digital 
offerings and not just in terms of um, examinations, but also in terms of ebooks, because now you can do a WCT course from the comfort of your own uh, chair without having to get out of it except to answer the door to get the delivery of the samples and to and then go back to your chair and everything else can be done from the comfort of your own seat. So we had to at WCT respond incredibly quickly to what coronavirus threw at us. So we now have a digital end-to-end offering in terms of education and also in terms of examinations. And what this then did was a, pro- a proliferation of even more education available online. So wine education moved online and indeed much other education moved online as people were unable to get out of their houses to fulfill their either their professional needs or their personal needs for education. So we moved our education and exams and our books online in May. However, we know through research and also from the last few months where we've started to rerun courses in a physical environment around the world that that most people still want to be in a classroom with a glass of wine in their hand, being taught by somebody who's got a glass of the same wine in their hand, with the ability to talk to the person sitting next to them or opposite them to discuss the merits of a particular wine and and to compare tasting notes. So I firmly believe that wine education will stay very much in the classroom in the majority of cases. But that doesn't mean to say that online is not important because it is. So what has happened, though, is that not just a proliferation of online wine courses being available, but um, if you Google free wine courses, this is what you see. Um, it's, this, is, this is just something I got from Google last week when I was putting these slides together. What are the top 10 free online wine education options? So there is a lot of education available on the Internet, which is free. And and some of it is pretty good. So it's not just people starting up Internet sites doing education. A lot of these sites are doing education very well. Of course, what they cannot do and what they don't do is to offer qualifications, which is the core business of WSET. So people doing a WSET course will be looking to have a qualification and a certificate at the end of it. So it's very much a question of education can go online. Examinations can even go online. But there is still no substitute for actually getting together. It's a social industry that we work in. Everybody likes to be together. They like to have a glass of wine in their hand. So, yes, online is going to grow. So if we're looking at how the last six months has shaped wine education, online has really taken a leap forward and it will continue to grow, particularly in countries uh, like America, and America is our is one of our top three markets. And when we are teaching WCT programs to people who might live a thousand miles away from their nearest centre, our online option becomes more and more important. But looking at the third question, which I was asked to address, which is why wine education is more important than ever. The clue again on this slide is in the picture on the left hand side and it all comes down to to money because education is the driver of profit for all sectors of the wine industry whether you're a producer a distributor 
a retailer, a restaurant, or even a consumer, education drives value to this industry. And I'll just show you a few slides on, on why that is and how it will continue to play such an important part for wine producers and wine distributors and indeed retailers and restaurants as we come out of the coronavirus pandemic, which I'm sure we're going to hopefully within a few months. But what we, we are working, all of us are working in an industry where the wine category is being devalued, and that's, that's all over the world. So, and what this chart is designed to show is that the world, the world is producing more wine than it can consume. That's been a fact for probably 20, even 30 years. So the world is producing more wine than it can consume. And what that means is that the wine category is being devalued. And that's because producers and distributors are chasing volume because they've got tanks full of wine that needs to be sold, which can lead then to discounting because they need to clear the tanks ready for the next vintage. And that then results in margin reduction. And that's margin reduction for everybody. So whether it's the, the wine store, the distributor or the producer, if the consumer is able to buy good wines or acceptable wines at a lower price, then the industry loses because every sector of the industry from production right through to the product being served at the point of purchase everybody's losing out because the consumer is not paying more. And that's a classic sign of devaluation of the category. So the benefits of, of education, and I, I've spent 18 years banging on about this, is that education is, a, is an investment that pays back. And the better informed your, your employees are, then the better they perform and the more they are able to persuade the consumer to trade up. So improved customer service, improved staff retention as well. Uh, if you give your staff an accredited uh, educational program, they will stay with you longer. And if you don't, that's been proved in many, many industries. And it also raises the self-esteem of anybody who's working in the industry. And let me just for the last two or three slides just show you some about some work that WSET has done over the years to demonstrate the benefits of training and education. And one of the, one of the best surveys that we did were, was, was a few years back now, but we, we did a study with a, a UK drinks retailer, which showed that investment paid back in just three weeks. So indexing from, uh, from 100, and we did a trial in certain stores, and sales grew by 6% with WCT training. If you add sales training on that, it grows even more. So that's, that's the benefit that within the retail sector, training brings to the business. And in the hospitality sector, uh, and those people who work in the hospitality sector will know that uh, education is a key tool to persuade consumers to trade up. And again, this is a bit of research we did. It was in the UK, um, but it, was, it showed very clearly that if someone who was working behind the bar recommended a wine to a consumer, they were very happy to spend much more than if it wasn't recommended to them and they just had to look at a wine list and choose for themselves. So think phrases like, I would be willing to spend 25% more if a wine was recommended to me. Uh, and that, that is a, a really key statement to see. But we have also done studies in, and this is one that we did in, in Suave. So this is where producers are turning to education to give themselves competitive advantage and that's because wine producers in suave aren't just produce aren't just competing with the person who's down the road they're competing with the world for 
sales of their own wine. So this is just an example of, of a study that we did in Italy. And consumers also want to know more about wine. So we did, a, we did some research amongst consumers who've done a WCT course, and this showed that increased knowledge makes them more likely to trade up. And, and the more a consumer is willing to trade up and has a reason to know why they're going to get a better wine if they spend more, then the more will be injected into all sectors of the trade from producer right through to retailer. So hopefully that has answered three questions. We do have some time for questions, which I think Monty is going to facilitate. But if you haven't done a WCT course, come and join us. We had over 100,000 students in the year before COVID hit us. So if you'd like to do a WCT course, come and visit us at wctglobal.com. And I can't promise that I will be at the end of the line, but one of my team will be there to help you. So thank you very much for your attention over the last 20 minutes. And I'm very happy to take 10 minutes of questions. And I will try out my Italian. And Monty, I'm sure you'll correct me if I get this wrong, but grazie per l'attenzione. Thank you. I just want to say thanks uh, to Ian for outlining the advantages of education, not just, of course, for uh, the pupils themselves, um, but also for our industry uh, in general. I mean, Ian, can I ask you a question? I mean, where can our industry improve its productivity, uh, financial productivity um, via education? What are, what are we still not doing that we should be doing? I think the, the main thing, Monty, is really to really cascade information down. It's not, it's, just, it's not good enough just to say, that's all right, my sales team know about wine. They'll be able to sell more into, into a retailer or they'll be able to, able to sell better wines to a sommelier for for their restaurant wine list. It really does go all the way down the chain. So really promoting the idea of education right down the chain. And even, uh, and I love to, I love to see um, educational initiatives happening in a restaurant or, or in a store where consumers actually have someone who, who can tell them why a particular wine costs 20 euros versus 15 euros. So um, it's, it's, a, it's something that I've been banging on about for years, anyone who, who's prepared to listen. That education adds value at every sector of the industry from producer right through to the consumer. So my message would be to all companies, whichever bit of, the, of that chain of, of getting the, the wine to the consumer, whichever bit you're in, whether it's production, distribution, retailing, uh, hospitality, is just use education as a driver for your business because it works. It really does work. OK, we've got a question about um, the pass rates and completion rates of the course. There is any sort of difference the student experience a difference online versus traditional classroom that's a very good question um i mean the, the the short answer to that is is actually there's there's not that much difference when you're doing an online course particularly if it's um, if it's a higher level course you will need to have the samples to be able to then then do the work and answer the questions about a particular wine but actually at, at levels one and two which are our two lowest levels you're not Sorry. tested on your on your tasting skills uh, it's only at level three and diploma that you're, you're, you're tested on your tasting skills. But it is still very important, even if you're doing an online course, to taste the wines. And thankfully, there are, particularly in the coronavirus uh, era, there are a lot of companies producing excellent samples in small bottles to allow students to taste the wines as if they were in the classroom. So actually, there's not very much difference in the pass rate. Why has, why has China become such a big market? It's such a big country. 
1.1 billion people, isn't it? The last time I was looking. Uh, I think it's an excellent question. Um, I mean, China is China is starting to embrace all things from the Western world, whether it's motor cars, clothing, and wine is just the next thing. Um, China has been China's been embracing spirits for much longer than wine. And if if you look at the the Chinese word for alcohol, it actually it actually it's the same whether it's a wine or a spirit. So big spirits companies were were making inroads into China 20, 30 years ago. Uh, I used to work for a big multinational called Seagram, and it was certainly it was certainly our our biggest growth market when I was working for them in the mid 90s. But um, but wine has has become very popular in 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 China. There's some fantastic wines being produced in China as well, uh, and it's it's really an interest in people expanding their knowledge and expanding their repertoire. There are a lot of people who are suddenly finding that they've got the, the money to be able to afford imported wines. So it's, it, so it's, a, it's a question of the scale of the country, but also the interest from, and it is the, it is the upper middle classes in China. Let's not, let's not, let's not hide that, but it, it, it's because of, there's, a, there's an interest in wines and where there's an interest in wines and a market starts to grow. I've got a question how um, the benefits of education um, regarding that and other regions were quantified. Sorry, could you repeat that, Monty? There's just a question about how the benefits of education um, regarding other regions were quantified in terms of America. Sorry, the Suave study, sorry. The Suave study. Well, the Suave study was something that we did with the consortio, but we have done other, we have done other studies around the world. We actually did do one in America, but I'm, I have to be quite careful about publicizing it because, uh, uh, because there's, there's quite a lot of confidential information in there. But in terms of quantifying it, um, so if you spend this on education, it'll put that much on your bottom line. That, apart from those two studies which I referred to, which we did in the UK, unashamedly, apart from that, a lot of, a lot of the evidence is apocryphal. So it's, it's people talking to me, certainly when I go around the world to trade shows in the days when I could go to trade shows, people saying to me how, how much they were then able to trade people up and to, to talk up different wines because of education. So we have done studies around the, uh, around the world as well, but not, not quantifiable as, as in the UK uh, studies that we did a few years back. Okay, I'm, I'm in Italy. I'm li- I live here now. Do you have a WSCT structure in Italy? Yeah. Well, when you say structure, yeah, we work through a, um, a panel of third-party providers um, around the world, um, including Italy. And I have to say, Italy took a, took a while to actually um, to s- set up some schools because, as I said at the beginning, uh, a lot of uh, education in, in Italy comes through various sommeliers. So, but uh, from from our perspective, uh, Italy, um, five or six years ago, we have, uh, I think, about 12 centres in Italy. Okay. I think we have a surprise, um, Ian, uh, in the form of Stevie Kim. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Stevie. How are well, you? I'm I very well. I'm, yes, so, sorry. I'm so sorry I can't be with you, Stevie. It's, um, yeah, I need to interrupt this, like, party here. Yeah, pa- <laughs> party. I have a. I've got a cup of coffee. I don't have. I don't have a glass of wine in my hand. I'm afraid. So that. that so that's Ian, um, I would like to present to you Johnny Burnell. Hi. He is the exhibition Hi. manager uh, of Vinitaly. Okay. Right. Okay. So he would like to say something in Italian, and then I get to be his translator. Hello. Okay. Okay. I speak in Italian from. <laughs> Okay. From Italy. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Eh, siamo molto onorati di consegnarle un ambito premio, il Vin Italy International. Quindi a lei, Gian Henry, che è CEO di WV7, WV7 che è presente in, 17, in 70 paesi per 19 lingue. Si potrebbe affermare che nessun altro abbia contribuito a modernizzare e promuovere la conoscenza del vino e degli spirits nel mondo quanto la sua organizzazione. Qualche accenno al premio. Dal 96 vengono insigniti con il premio Vinital International illustri personaggi italiani ed esteri che hanno contribuito con la loro attività a dare un forte impulso e promozione al vino, al consumo del vino nel mondo. Citiamo alcuni ultimi vincitori, Randall Mayer, Steven Spiegel e Gina Gallo. Adesso Stevie oh, okay. traduce, translate for you. So let me translate. Ta-da-da-da! <laughs> okay, so let me translate for real. Since 1996, the International Vinitaly Award has been awarded to illustrious Italian and foreign personalities from the world of wine and winemaking who are particularly distinguished in the international context for their work. Past winners include uh, Brindle Meyer, Steven Spurrier, your buddy. Ah, got one I, know, I know well, yes. Actually, you know, he left me the case because he just took the trophy and put it in his duffel bag, all right? But we will send it to you with the, the case, or I will have to bring it to you in person when we're able to fly. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and Gina Gallo, he was saying, and many other famous personalities. So we've been meaning to give this to you. Of course, Benitoli has been postponed. So this year, the award goes to Ian Harris. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, you don't hear it, but uh, Chief Executive of WSET, a global leader in wine education. He has led WSET to having courses in more than 19 languages in 70 countries and pushed them to evolve and adapt to an ever-changing market. It can be argued that no one else has done as much to modernize and promote wine and spirits education around the world. His vision is matched only by his passion, and this is why he is being presented with the award this year. Yay! And I'm also grateful. We, um, I'm personally also a provider, an APP provider for WC. Yes. I think it is the gold standard of wine and education. Congratulations to you and congratulations to WSET. Stevie, that's very kind. Thank you so much. If, if I could just say thank you to you, Stevie, for coming on the call, but also to Gianni. Thank you so much for honoring me in this way. Um, you can't see behind me, but this trophy, when I get it, will be right next to that picture of me with the, with the Queen of England. So, oh, um, fantastic. <laughs> it's beautiful, by the way. So, i think it's it could stand right next to her. Perfect. She would be proud to be be alongside the Vinitaly International Award. And I look forward to sharing a bottle of wine with you very, very yes, soon. A very nice bottle at that.
you're on. But thank okay. you so much. I'm, thank I'm you on. Thank you very much, Ian. Ciao, Monte. Grazie thank mille. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.